It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. Where our discussions are based in evidence. And we try to maintain our relevance. But two drinks in, and we try not to lose our. It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. The slightly crunchy mom cast. Hey, 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 this is a slightly crunchy mom cast. This is a podcast with research based parenting information from a real world perspective of two moms just trying not to lose their shit. Hey, do you like our podcast? Let us know. Take a moment. Leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us out. And it also help other people find our podcast too. Now let's get to it. Today is episode 28 and we're talking about screen time. TV. <laughs> and other things. About the TVs. About the TVs. And the iPads and the, the tablets. And, and the tablets. And the Nintendos. And, and your smartphones. The endless screens that our children are exposed to. <sighs> And let's be honest, that I'm exposed to. I pretty much go from like a medium-sized screen to a larger screen to a smaller screen to a small screen to a big screen. It's all day long for you. Yep, it is, as is for most people, uh, depending on what you do for work. But anyways, I'm Brittany. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed clinical addiction specialist. I'm Whitney, and I'm totally curious. Did you actually start reading Hook, Line, and Sinker? Okay, yeah. So, you know, if you were listening last week, you heard Whitney talk about, uh, what is it? rabbit hole of romance The alien, what was it? The alien tyrant. Alien tyrant. So Whitney's recently into the, um, she was telling a story about the nurses that travel and they do the reading and... Well, I'm really just into the romance the novels. The smut right novels, the romance novels, yes. Right, about three a week. Right. Yep. It's like you power through them because they, you just fly through them and all this stuff. And yeah. so so it's great. really, it's all very time. Okay, so essentially, last time we recorded, Whitney took my phone and bought me, uh, well, she didn't buy me anything. She put it in my Amazon card yeah, and no, charged it. I bought it. it on your Amazon. She charged <laughs> it to my card. Anyways, it's a book called Hook, Line, and Sinker. I think Tessa Bailey or yes, something. Yes, Tessa Bailey. Um, and so she was like... If 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 I order this right now, will you read it? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll read it. So, uh, I've I've started reading it. I read it just probably like 30 minutes to an hour every night. I'm maybe like a fourth to half of the way through it, um, and it's fine. You know, it's here's the thing. Okay, so I go through I go through like waves in my life where like I'll read a ton and then I won't read it all for a while and then I'll read a ton and then I won't. So probably two to three years ago, I was like, you know what? There's so much information to learn. I'm not going to read uh, a fiction anymore. I'm yeah. only going to read nonfiction. Well, what that ends up meaning is like, unless you're reading a memoir, uh, it's a lot of like cerebral reading. And so like, I'm almost always too tired to even read. So it basically just ends up meaning I don't read. Yeah. So I started reading this book. It's the first like fiction book I've I've read in a very long time. And it, I was telling Whitney, like, it's pretty much like these are the books I used to read when I was like in college and I was a lifeguard and I would just do nothing all day and get paid for it. And I would just read these books. Well, no, you're supposed to be saving lives. Well, it, it was, you know, it was no, a simple just, job. It's yeah. like 45 minutes. But it's a serious it, No, it's 45 minutes on the stand and it's like 45 minutes off the well, stand. you have to rest your eyes. I was resting. And so I, w- I would sit on the stand and then I'd read my book and vice versa all day. Rinse and repeat all day great job if well i don't know why you'd be a teenager out there listening to our podcast 
But if you are, you should definitely lifeguard because it's the way to go. Yeah, I recommended the book to my friend, uh, Melissa, and she was talking about reading one of the sex scenes while watching her kid play, like, baseball. And oh, like, I haven't gotten there awkward. yet. I'm at, I'm at the part where, like, the tensions are building, you know. they're bu- oh, yeah. But I will say, like, the author does a good job of, like, building the character. It, it's kind of like just watching a Lifetime it's movie. Fun. It's fun. Yes. It's fun. And I it, recommend Tessa Bailey. Yeah. Well, I've got a beach trip coming up. Um, I'm going to. Ooh, you should get captivated. No, I'm going to finish okay. this book, and then I'm going to read Where the Crawdads Sing. Ugh, yeah. Well, it's a fiction, too, I think. And they're making it into a movie, and it's part of Reese's book club, and I've heard, like, a bunch about it, so I'm just going to read that. If I'm if I'm on the fiction train, I might as well get on the fiction train. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to stick on my romance novel kick, because, you know, you do I'm, it, girl. I'm a rabbit holer, so I'll probably do this until I'm like, I've read enough yeah. of the same stories to be good to go. Well... Uh, we'll continue the commentary about that. It's really funny because I found a documentary about like the movement of these like dirty books on uh, was it Hulu maybe. Anyways, I realize Hook Line and Singer is not like a quote unquote dirty no, book, not, no, but there's apparently like a whole movement of women that just get really into like writing and reading these books. I would love to write one. I read one. So my friend who I was talking about, Melissa, who like I wish you would. She was like, that was pretty. I was like, I'm reading a book called Rush. I was like, it's pretty X rated. And she was like, okay, I'll get that one next. I was like, no, 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 no. Because she thought Hook, Line, and Singer was X. And I was like, I'll put that in PG. Well, you know, it's funny. you haven't gotten into the book just yet. But like, I mean, it gets saucy. I was like, no, that's like PG compared. And she's like, yeah, no, I think I'll get it. I was like, oh, no. Well, what's funny is like you were talking about how explicit these books are and I started reading this book and I'm like dang Whitney like if you should have just thrown me into the deep end because like I don't care oh well if you want to go deep in read a book called Rush (laughs) it's literally reading porn (laughs) literally reading porn hey well me and Whitney we're drinking the same thing today because we went halfsies on a beer and by halfsies no no, no, no. we didn't go halfsies (laughs) Brittany was like oh I really like this beer I want to split with me I said sure I have like maybe one fourth yeah it's like a 75-25 split there's no split I even said I was like dude is this all I get so then she was like oh you can have the rest and poured in like three drops and I was like thanks for that so, so this is drinking this is heist brewery um party brigade party brigade and it's a hazy ipa and the reason why i didn't split it evenly is because i really like this beer it's great hazy if you like and hazy I it was okay whitney took one sip she's like it's all right and i'm like well you know you're not getting much because i, I like it it's, it's gonna make right. my allergies go to well, town, which I'm about done with. I'm so ready for allergy season. So let's cheers! Yay! So today we thought we'd talk. <laughs> not clink at all. Well, you almost broke my glass. Well, I don't think this is real glass. It's definitely real glass. Yeah. That's one of my favorite glasses. Oh, good lord! Anyways, favorite I'm, beer, favorite glass. I have a lot of favorites. She's, favorites. she's in a great mood. <laughs> um. So you know, this is obviously this is such a funny topic. Like I love how I'm just gonna say this, and then we'll get into the research of it i just love how everyone was so fixated on screen time and don't let your have screen kids have screen time and then covid happened and everyone thought virtual learning was just a great idea and all of a sudden all of a sudden screen time doesn't matter your kid's just gonna be plopped in front of the screen all day because god forbid we send them jokers to school <gasps> we better put them in front of the screen i mean covid did really change i know and, and i'm not uh, trying to get into the covid battle i'm not no, i just think it it's all so ironic like we said, Isn't no it? screens, and then we were like, except for if it's quote unquote virtual learning, if it's educational, if it's educational, if it's 
if you're watching someone on it. Right. And if it's like, I mean, yeah. I also want to call attention before we get into this kids and screen time thing about, and I was sort of like making a joke of it earlier. Like, I limit screen time for my daughter, but like, I am all screen time pretty much all the time because my work nece- necessitates it. So I went completely remote now. So I literally, when I log in in the morning at 830, uh, I'm on the screen all day. I'm on my I computer. Don't they, they don't consider computer screen time. Well, it's a screen. I mean, sort of, but they don't consider it. If you're working, it's not considered. Like they're meaning it as something that's entertaining you. They're, they well, actually, I am not entertained not, when I'm working. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Complaint A. I not entertained. That when I'm on the computer at work, <laughs> that I'm like quote unquote getting my screen. You're getting time. your screen time. Yeah. They yeah. like. Did not, so I guess we should maybe <laughs> clarify when we're talking today, we're going to be talking about it being for entertainment. All right. They, they actually, so we're staying away from the from whole virtual learning. All right. Yeah. Because Fair that's enough. something entirely different. This is that you don't have to use the screen, but you're choosing to do it to entertain you. Yeah. For, okay. For leisure. Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. All right. So the CD, so how much screen time are we actually getting? So the CDC reports on average kids aged 8 to 10 spend on average, guess how many hours per day? 8 to 10? Yep. Um, six hours. Good. Nailed it. 11 to 14. Wow. Yep. So 11 to what 14. What are they doing at school? We're on now at ages 11 to 14. What's the average? Go up from six. Uh, eight? Nine. Wow. And 15 to eight. Because 18. they're staying up later at night. And then 15 to 18. Oh. Seven and a half hours. Okay. So actually, let's let's go ahead and equate that out, right? So, or kids aged 8 to, to 18 spend on average seven and a half hours in front of screens. So in four and a half hours of that is in front of the TV, which adds up to 114 days per year watching screens mm-hmm. for fun. About a third of the year. Is spent on screens. Mm-hmm. So we have people from other countries that's, that listen to us, which is the coolest thing I've ever said in my life. Um, so I looked at the countries that are, <laughs> that, so I've looked at the countries that are kind of listening to us. So um, America on average were seven hours. Uh, Australia is 6.13 hours. Germany is 5.22. And the country, which we don't have anyone listening to us from South Africa, but they are the highest at 10.46 oh, hours why. per day. They're bored. I would have thought America's definitely taking the cake on this one. So we're watching a ton of screen time. Mm. So let's talk about what your kids do with screens. Because you and I are totally different on this. We are. But I would still say that I exercise pretty good moderation. Um, Or at least I definitely did. I've gotten a little more lax as Elise's gotten older and she started school. Um, But... So I have never, um, I've always limited it, um, but it's always been allowable in our house. Like we have TVs and bedrooms and, and that, all kinds of that stuff. Um, uh, Elise has a Nintendo Switch and uh, we have an iPad that she uses. So our rule has always been uh, no screens in the car. Uh, no screens when we go out places like we don't really do this so much anymore but when she was little and we used to go to the mall Mm -hmm. back when malls were fun before covid um like i would see kids like if their parents took them shopping they'd be like in the stroller or the shopping cart with a screen i've never done that 
Um, never allowed it at the dinner table if we have gone out to eat, that sort of thing. Now, the exception to the car is like a road trip. Like if we go to the beach or whatever, I let her have screens. That's fine. Um, if we ever have friends over, she's having a play date. She can't have screens. Um, obviously, if like we go to the pool or something like that, she doesn't have screens. So my justification with screen... And mealtime. Mealtime, yep. So like at the table, at the dinner, whatever, she's not allowed to, to have that. So for me... And the reason why I kind of landed on those parameters for our family was because, for me, screen time allowed me a break because it entertained her. She wasn't getting into stuff. She was chilling. So, in my thought, like, why would I let her have a screen at a time when, like, we're going to be doing an activity anyway? So, going shopping, going out to eat, um, sitting at the dinner table at home, uh, being in a 20-minute car ride up the road. So on one hand, like I wanted to make sure that I, it was truly a break when she got the screen because I know it's not great for her. So like I wanted it to be like rewarding for me too. I'm not going to lie. But on the other hand, I wanted at least to learn like the, the, the uh, skill of being able to wait and be bored. So in the car, being bored. Um, you know, when we sit down and we go out to eat, you need to learn to wait for your food to come and not act like a banshee until it gets here. You know, and I think you get in this like slippery slope if you always let your kid have a device anytime they have to wait any amount of time. They literally never learn how to wait. Yeah. And so then you have to have like a screen for them. Then you're trapped. Screen is no longer like a respite for you. Charged. You have to have it. And there's a fixation on charging. So now the rules are like... She can have the iPad on uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings because um, it allows us to, well, I say it allows us to sleep in, but now we have a baby, so it's like no longer a thing. But That was a decision. Yes, it was. But I will tell you, we actually told her yesterday she couldn't have the iPad this morning because Saturday morning she decided she wanted to wake up at 6 a.m., which is about an hour earlier than she normally wakes up because she was so excited to get the iPad. Well, I've always reflected to Elise that if she ever starts obsessing over it, if it ever becomes an argument to take it away, or in this situation where she literally woke up thinking about it, that tells me, and I reflect this to Elise, that tells mommy that um, you've had it too much and we need to take a break. Um, I'll say this and I'll stop talking. I read a book when Elise was like maybe two. Uh, and it's called Hi, The Whole Brain Child. Oh, yeah. That's a good book. Okay. So I read that book. And it basically the takeaway for me with that book was like you got to watch screens because it is such an instant gratification type of thing. So if you think about YouTube kids, mm -hmm. which is like they can watch – 30 seconds of a video and then they boom hit the next boom hit the next boom hit the next and it becomes like an attention uh an ability to attend situation they can no longer like um pay attention to one thing because they're just bored constant so it's like next video next video next video i think that that's a that's a big issue with little kids and then when we talk about like teenage years and we think about like the suicide rates and things like that and the personalization of privatized media, meaning like a cell phone in your room, full access to that. I think a lot of like, you think about when we were kids and maybe you had a rough day. Maybe you were experiencing like bullying at school or your friends are being mean to you. We left school at three o'clock. And we had a break. Like, we didn't see those kids till 8 a.m. the next morning. Okay, well, now 
you never get a break. Everybody's on Instagram, TikTok, whatever platforms they're on. And that like cyber communication and bullying even can continue. And so like, I worry about that too, like well, longer if term. Child, if your child has the device to be able to do that. Correct. Correct. So I, um, I say this next piece into knowing that this is, people get really, really kind of emotional in these decisions. Um, and that's not what I'm striking. I don't watch a lot of TV. So this lifestyle that I'm about to say that and we I do. is very easy I for me. I do watch a lot of TV. I actually, I think we sat down and watched the TV last night for a movie. And that may be the first time we've turned on the TV in about two weeks. Um, so my, and my TV is on in my house every day. Yes. So my children were completely limited. They had no screens whatsoever until the age of three. The caveat was when they went to their grandparents, which always blew my mind, they would get to watch TV because I'm like, really, you have them for like a night? But I don't care about that. Honestly, I, I don't care. And then now it's incredibly controlled. So they have no screens whatsoever. Maya will get maybe one day a week, especially if I've worked, where he'll get an hour after preschool to watch TV so that I can take a nap. Graham has no TV. We have Technology Friday, which is pretty much they get to decide what they watch. And they get to watch TV usually for a good two, sometimes three hours, depending on if we're not doing anything. And then they'll have, they didn't watch anything, but I'll give them either Saturday or Sunday where we'll have, you know, cartoons and we try and do a movie night on the weekends. And that's all the screens my children have. We have no iPads. I don't have a smartphone. We have no computers that they're allowed to play on. The only device that they have access to is, in fact, quote unquote, the TV. And we have one TV in our house and it is super tiny, although we recently upgraded. <laughs> so that was annoying because that was a whole thing. So we upgraded our TV a bit. And so we don't have any of those devices. Um, I generally decided that path because it's really easy for me to do. So it's very easy for me to fall into that. But I'm going to say that anyone who follows that path, it is incredibly hard. Um, because those times that you could put a screen in front of a child and give them like when my children watch TV, I have un like they are doing TV. Like I could do yeah. whatever I want. Yeah. And so like I get the appeal of it. So it's definitely harder to not do the screen time. I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, my child have benefited greatly because <laughs> of that. And this is a decision everyone needs to make. Yeah. I don't really know that that's the case, especially now as they're getting older. I, I don't see a difference between them and children that had it. Yeah. But I really, like, I really didn't like the idea of them when they were younger watching the TV just because of brain development and that kind of stuff. So we are very different in the way we do screen times but I will say in talking right now I see no difference between Elise and Graham who are the same age one having you know controlled but pretty much you know TV every single day and my son who's only had it maybe three to four hours a week yeah I would say the difference that I spot is when I put on the TV oh, they're, they're Meyer and Graham cannot look away like they are like you want to talk about an instant they are yep. hypnotized by the TV like it's like mm -hmm. like in in Elise 
Elise will play while she watches TV, and when Meyer and Graham come over, if they watch a movie or something, she'll try to get their attention, no. and they are sucked into well, it. And I will also say that that's a little bit on me because because they don't get it all. Well, and so I don't like, like background noise. I don't like background noise. So if you're not sitting down and watching the TV, I'm turning it off. So if they would get up, they'll even have me pause it so they can go to the bathroom, and they'll be like, "Can you pause it, please?" I'm like, "Absolutely," <laughs> because they know that when they get up, I'm going to turn off the TV. So, you know, that's kind of like our differences when it comes to it, which is pretty funny. So the recommendations regarding screen time is they recommend, so this was so annoying. (laughs) So the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends no screens before 18 months and the CDC recommends um, two years. So that's really cool that they can't get on the same page. <laughs> I was like, awesome, guys. That's really great. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I don't think it freaking matters as long as you're, like, stimulating your child and interacting with your child. If you're plopping your kid in front of this TV and never interacting with them, I don't know. I mean, that's the problem. But, like. I think it does matter. And I think that it depends on what you said. Like, there's a difference, right? If you show your kid let them watch 30 minutes of TV a day and they're under 18 months. I don't think that that's quote unquote changing anything. But if you're allowing two to three hours a day. I don't know what kid under 18 months is going to attend to the TV for two to three hours a day. It's not about attending to it. It's about how you learn to interact. So children that age are really observing. They're really paying attention to people. And so if they're not paying attention to how you're interacting with your husband or you're interacting with your other children or that kind of thing, they're learning it from TV. And so they always say like TVs don't smile back at you. So if you're laughing at a TV, it's not smiling back at you. And they've done studies where they can see that children who have lots and lots of screen time as a young child don't in fact will smile back to people when they're smiled at so it's not necessarily that they're watching the tv and they're interacting they're staring at it it's just that the way they're learning at this age is so kind of ingrained in watching people that it's just it kind of will shape their brains a bit if they're allowed lots of screen time mm-hmm. and i don't know where the cutoff is i don't know if it's like i can't sit here and be like at four hours, they will be fine. And at five hours, you know, it's like the crying thing when they're like 17 minutes. You're like, eh, this, yeah. I don't know what point that is. But you're right. A little bit, like, it, I, I don't think it matters if it's like 30 minutes or you have it on as background noise or those kind of things. I think it matters when it's taking place of your interactions. Oh, yeah, you, I would agree with that. Or if you're like, so I'll say this, and I know this is kind of a big one. I didn't read a single study or a single organization that recommends having a child watch a screen while eating dinner. <laughs> no. And but, this shouldn't, you shouldn't do that as an adult because you eat more. Well, well yeah, that's a basic. It's we'll like mindless. It. So, <laughs> and we see this a lot, right? The children are annoying at dinner. Children are annoying at oh, dinner. Oh, mine is just so great at dinner. Oh, my God. I mean, we had lunch today, and we're like... Oh, I literally stopped the meal, and I was like, all three of y'all are being annoying. I had Can say, we all make a decision to be more pleasant? Yeah, I was like, can you guys repeat after me? I stay your name. Wasn't... One doesn't have enough apples. The I, other one isn't eating enough apples. Oh, uh, they're all sitting at the pool hungry And, and right now, now they're starving, because, because they no one eat, ate lunch. Nobody ate lunch. <laughs> and they, like, sat, and they were, like, rolling... Oh, my God. But, <sighs> <laughs> those times the children are the most annoying are those times that they're really learning. So like sitting around a dinner table and watching you interact with other people is really important. So, you know, one time I would say don't use the screen is the one time that you're probably going to want to, which is at dinner time where you're like, ah. 
So I would say that like home dinners, most people are probably good with that. I, I see it a lot when, and like no judgment, like honestly, like we're just sort of talking about what we do with our families, but like to each their own. But I do see a ton of people that go out to eat and like the kid just gets the screen the whole time so that they'll shut up so everyone else can have a good meal. And the thing is, is like, I get that. I get that oh, you... nobody doesn't get that. Yes, <laughs> but the problem with that is like short-term versus long-term gain. So the short-term game is mutually re- reinforcing because the kid gets the screen and the adults get to not hear the kid and deal with the kid. But the truth is, the long-term gain is you've got to teach that kid how to, how to wait. How to wait and be quiet and in interact appropriately and be be like not annoying in public you know and like understand that this can be an enjoyable experience for everyone you know like color your thing talk to your family like you know ask me a thousand questions ask me questions but like don't you know and so so my thing so Whitney's Whitney's uh screen time situation has always been very stringent like basically we're not doing it my screen time has been very flexible, um, except for when I throttle way back is when I see behaviors. So if your behavior is good, if you're if you're um, transitioning fine, you're not throwing a fit. If um, when I tell you turn it off, it's off. When I tell you let's go do this, you're good. If you're doing your homework, you're in school, you take a bath. When I say like all these things, if we're good on that stuff, I'm fine with it. But when those things start to become issues, we almost need to, I've done detoxes before when I've, and I've totally, it's like, I, we've talked about this. Like I'm honest with her. I'm like, listen, your behavior is whack and it is 100% because do you use the word whack. It's a professional term. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> your behavior is whack. No, but I tell her like, it's, it's unacceptable. Like how you're acting is not okay. And I know that it's related to the screen. And so we're going to have a week and we're not going to have any screens at all. And she's like, meh, meh. But here's the thing. Guess what happens? Day or two passes, and she's fine. She she plays more with his, with her toys and all this stuff. And, like, so, I mean, like I said, each... I don't think anyone benefits from anyone judging anyone else with screen time. But me and Whitney are similar in the aspect of we just want our kids to be, like, pleasant to be around. Well, and we all know those kids that are, like, unless they got a screen, are acting crazy. Well, and so the recommendation also with these kids is that you're using screen times for educational stuff if you're going to do it when they're young. I've never done that. So I will say right up, like, my kids are currently walking like watching this show called puka or something it's mm. it's god off it's literally god awful but i you know and my one friend was like well you could have them watch something educational and i was like well okay so what i've done is allow them when it's screen time and we have nothing else to do on monday i don't let them watch tv during the week but my grandma said can i watch tv i said well all your homework is not done and he gets all of his homework on one day or and then he has the week to do it i said well all your homework's not done so like no that's not happening so he proceeded to do all his homework for the week i <laughs> got you <laughs> and so i said all right well all right then so yes you can watch you know i think it ended up being 20 minutes and i let them pick and have whatever screen time so i don't regulate what they actually watch now i say that Clearly, I'm not going to let my kid be watching, you know, porn. So, like, it is regulated. But when we're in Netflix, uh, yeah. kids, it's unregulated. Well, I pre- I regulate. I don't find myself regulating so much, like, TV shows. I do some. 
Um, but I regulate a lot about YouTube. Like, Elisa's YouTube Kids is still set on preschool. And she's seven. Because I just don't think she needs that kind of content. But let me... We shouldn't get off this topic without acknowledging this. Because this is a big thing in our home. So, Whitney said, you know, she don't watch a lot of TV. Me and Michael, we've always watched TV. We love... One of our favorite things to do together is like... And I'm sure a lot of couples share this. Is just watching shows that we enjoy. Yeah. You know, like... And we, wait, and we talk about it. And it's entertaining. And we'll have a drink and watch watch the show and spend time together after the kids go down. And we look forward to, like, the next um, season coming out or, or whatnot. So that also translates into family time. So we'll do movie nights where we have popcorn and we watch, like, a new movie on, on Disney. Or um, Michael and Elise watch, like, this animated Star Wars series together. And, like, Elise looks forward to that. So I think that, like... TV, and I grew up with TV, and I, I grew up with fond memories of me and my parents doing those things too. We yep. would have movie nights, and we would watch movies, and these sorts of things. And so, I think that TV and screen time in and of itself is not bad. Like, there's definitely, there can be some pro-social stuff to it, you mm-hmm. know? I think it's all about kind of what, how you manage it. And again, I will always stand by two things when it comes to screen time. One is the um, ability to like attend and like that thing that YouTube does when you're just like next video, next video. And then also like the privatization of, of the screens. So like Elise doesn't have a cell phone. Well, she thinks she does. It literally just takes pictures. That's all it does. But it's like an old iPhone. But when she gets a cell phone, even when she's uh, 16, 17 years old, when that when it's time to charge that phone and it's bedtime, that phone will be in our bedroom. Because there's no reason why she needs to be able to reach for her phone at 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen in our home. Yeah. So let's... I'm going to talk about some problems with too much screen time. Um, so you have obesity, right? So if you're not getting up and doing physical activity, you're in your sedentary, then that's going to be a problem. So they say that children who are preschool age, they need a 90 to 120 minutes of physical activity. Toddlers need 60 to 90 minutes and school age needs 60 minutes per day. So it shouldn't be taking time away from that. That's a good point. Number two, inadequate sleep schedules and insignificant sleep. So if you, they say to turn off the TV and they should not watch it within 60 minutes of bedtime because of the blue screen effect. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. well documented. I don't know what to say. Like it just is, it doesn't help your child sleep better. My husband will sometimes have insomnia in the middle of the night and he gets up and goes and plays his video games and I think it's the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. And he's going to be him. He's in his 40s. Who cares? Um, <laughs> behavioral problems. There's an increase in behavioral problems. Delays in language, especially if they start young and they're watching lots of TVs. Increase in violence behaviors. Um, oh, yeah. Especially with those video games, man. Yeah, a lot of what Brittany has capitalized on is attention problems. And then they have less learning time. So you're not able, interacting and all that gives you a lot of learning time. As they get older, they have a higher chance of cyberbullying. And this is most prevalent for ages 12 to 15%, where 23.7% of girls and 21.9% of boys said that they have been cyberbullied. And I'm going to go ahead and say, like, and this is not, this is hard because this requires you to put your parenting in high gear. But I would challenge you, A, on the cell phone decision. So if you can push that out, I would push it out. And B, the social media accounts. Like like research will tell you, okay, is it going to be an unpopular opinion with your child to not allow them to have like Instagram, TikTok accounts, Facebook? I don't think they'll still do that. But if they do, 
at in middle school, they're not going to like that. But the truth is, it the further you can push that out, the better it's going to be for their kid. I Your mean, kid, my kid's not getting a smartphone unless he can afford it. So, well, my kid's not getting social media accounts. And she can complain I mean, to me all she wants, but... You know, this is where a lot of mental health issues come from. So that was what we were going to touch on. People with their increased use of social media during the same age, um, middle school to high school, have an increase in anxiety and Mm self-esteem addiction. So they may be more withdrawn and more isolated. Um, So what they recommend, so getting into recommending, is they recommend no TV before 18 months or two years, depending on who you want to decide to follow. (laughs) Um, Between ages two and five, they recommend one hour a day. And then five and above, they recommend two hours per day or four hours on the weekends. Um, And between that 18 months and two months, or 24 months, if you are going to do TV, they recommend that it's quality and not, they don't use it alone. So you're interacting with them so it can be a learning tool. So tips to limit screen time, because this is a big one. Um, So set a good example. If you want to limit screen time, it's probably not great to constantly be on Instagram yourself if you then (laughs) want your child not to use so much screen time. Just an idea. Log time versus activity time. So like you can log your screen time and then you can log your active time. Um, Set screen limits and enforce them. There is a wonderful book, and by wonderful, it's a parenting book, but it's called Why Is My Child in Charge? And she really talks about this whole thing about really saying something and then doing it and how to do that because this is huge. Don't ever give a screen to solve a problem. They actually say don't use it as punishment or reward. I don't agree with that one. I use both. So um, they say don't use it for mealtime and family time and understand teach your child to understand that TV ads and placements, like those kind of things are kind of there. But the big one I want to say is really don't ever give TV time or screen time for bad behavior and expect when you take it away for them to lose their minds, you might as well expect it. It's going to happen, especially when they're young. And the last thing you should do is give it back to them. Yep. It's really, it's the same thing as like a kid losing their minds because they want to play in a street Mm -hmm. and you don't want them playing in a street because there's a car coming. Like you can't change your mind on these things because it really will worsen and everything that is on TV is really played to keep their attention. Yep. So that's it. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, we hope today's episode was helpful for you. Thank for thank you for listening. If you'd like to give us feedback or provide us topic suggestions, tell us your own funny stories. You can do that too. Reach out to us at slightlycrunchymomcast at gmail Speaking of screen time, you can also follow us on Instagram. We post weekly reminders of new episodes and some funny stuff just to give you a little chuckle. Our handle is at slightlycrunchymomcast. Or even better, you can buy us a beer. You know we like to drink. You can donate via buymeacoffee.com/slightlycrunchy. As you might have heard. My oh-so-talented husband just might write you a custom song. Thanks for listening. Until next week, bye.